If you're like me, there are times during this season where you feel like there's just not enough, not, enough, not enough time in Christmas, you know, there's not enough time for the holidays, not enough time to get everything done, uh, not enough time to get your shopping completed, not enough time to get your decorations done, just the list goes on and on. It seems as though this season brings that out where we feel like there's just not enough time to get everything accomplished that we want to accomplish. Well, time is an interesting concept when you really think about it. And if we could all become Greek scholars for just a second, right? We all collectively become Greek scholars. If you were to look through the New Testament, you would find that the English word for time is often a translation of two different Greek words. They're really kind of to a degree mean two different things, even though we translate them just the same. There's one Greek word. It's the Greek word chronos. Probably sounds a little familiar to you because we get certain English words, chronological, uh, for example, from it. And, and that word chronos, when you see it, in the Greek language, and when you're reading through the New Testament, that word simply means a formal measurement of time. It's when we formally measure, you know, seconds and minutes and hours. You know, that, that's what that word is typically speaking of. You know, we use it in our English language a lot of times. We'll say, you know, what time is the ball game? Or what time are we going to have supper? You know, or what time is the, does, the, does the movie start? You know, that, that's that, that word chronos, so to speak. It, it's a measurement of time. Well, there is a second Greek language word, that is used to describe time. It's a little bit different. It's not chronos, it's the Greek word kairos. It looks like kairos, but it's pronounced kairos. And whenever you see that word kairos, it doesn't mean a formal measurement of time. It's not talking typically in the Bible about seconds and minutes and hours. It's not talking about time from that perspective. But when you read the word kairos in scripture, it's talking about a moment. It's talking about an opportunity. It's talking about an open window. It's talking about an open door, a time when everything is right, when everything converges and the, and the moment is just right. For example, and you know this as well, that uh, you know, even, even some certain songs capture this to some degree. In fact, just listen. <laughs> listen just for, this is very Christmas-like here. Just listen for a second to this little audio clip. You'll get a sense of, of what Kairos looks like in the, in the English language. Just listen to this for a second. That's Kairos, right? <laughs> All right, that's not, it's not saying this magic 2.15 p.m. Right? He's not talking about chronological time. He's talking about Kairos. He's talking about a moment, a moment where everything comes together, an intersection, so to speak. And it's that Kairos moment that we are so, so incredibly familiar with because we've experienced those in our own lives. For me, I remember, for example, one of those Kairos moments. I had already sensed that God was leading me in my life years ago to go into ministry. I had no idea where to start. I remember meeting with a pastor here in town that was here locally at the time and just sitting down with him saying, you know what, I think God wants me to go into ministry. What do I do next? I mean, I had really had no idea, but yet I felt, felt like God was wanting me to do more than just lead a Bible study here and there, more than just you know, attend my local church. He wanted me to do this really as a life. And I remember getting a phone call from my sister. I still remember where I was in, in, in my house at the time. And she called and said, there's a church named Magnolia that's hiring a part-time youth director. I thought, Magnolia, what is that? I had to look it up in the yellow pages. Remember those? I had to look it up in the yellow pages to see what kind of a church is this? You know, it really didn't matter. I was willing to go. And it was that moment, that Kairos moment, where God brought everything together for me. It was that moment where my desire intersected his plan. It was, it was not measured in seconds or hours, you know, couldn't be, couldn't be measured on a clock. It, it, was, it was measured by the experience. 
That was a Kairos moment for me. I remember going to, uh, to Calvary right here in town uh, years ago. My niece got married, 1999. And I remember uh, I was in the wedding. I was one of the ushers there. I was one of the groomsmen because she was family, right? And I was in the wedding. And I remember a girl named Susie Kent came, and she and I were friends, had been friends for a long time. And as an usher, she showed up, and we chatted for a second, put my arm out, you know, walked her to her seat. Little did I know that in another part of that property, four years later, I'd be walking her out the back door. She'd be Susie Kale then, right? It was that Kairos moment in a sense, you know, where a conversation started that night and a friendship began to develop. And I was off at seminary, but then it ended up coming back and everything took off from there. You can't measure that on a clock. You can't measure that with, with, with uh, seconds and minutes and hours. That's a moment. And we see those all through Scripture even. It's a Kairos moment where David is standing before this huge giant, almost 10 feet tall, named Goliath. And yet he knew somewhere in his heart he had what it took. And it wasn't about him. It was God who called him to answer that moment where, where God's plan intersected even his own fear to a degree. It's that Kairos moment where Daniel stood and he knelt before what, what seems to be an open window, literally uh, an open window, and he knew if he prayed publicly in that land, in that culture, it would cost him his life perhaps, and yet he prayed because he was a follower of God. It was a Kairos moment that we still talk about still today. And you look through Scripture, you see disciples there kneeling by the water's side, the Sea of Galilee, mending their nets. They were fishermen. And yet this was a moment where God's plan would intersect their, their lives, and they would be called from that place by a man named Jesus to, to follow him. It was a moment. You can't measure the way we measure time on a clock. That was a Kairos moment. And here's what I found, that when you look at the Kronos moments, those times that, you know, that formal measurement of time, life happens in Kronos, doesn't it? I mean, our life happens. That You'll go shopping today, and you'll come back at a certain time. You'll go to lunch, and that lunch will end at a certain time on a clock. Life happens within Kronos. It happens in that formal measurement of time. Here's what I found, however, is that life change happens in Kairos. God changes our lives, oftentimes at specific moments where everything comes together. And where we don't have any control over those chronos moments because we can't stop time, we do have something to say about those kairos moments because we can either choose to meet him there at that intersection and chart a different course with Christ at the head, or we can choose not to. And when God in that kairos moment says, I want you to put this down because I have something better, I want you to change your lifestyle because I have something better. I want you to follow me in this area because I have something for you. We have a choice to make. Either we can stay where we are and refuse or we can follow where he leads. And who knows that maybe this morning even, for you, bringing whatever you brought in through that door with you today, whether it's a failure, whether it's a heartache, whether it's loneliness, whether it's a challenge you face, whether your faith has been shaken, or whether you just need a savior like all of us do. Who knows that maybe, as Esther would have said, even in the Old Testament, that God didn't bring you here to hear everything this choir has sung for such a time as this. That you might know him through giving your life to the Savior named Jesus, who came, born of a virgin, and lived a perfect life, and died on a cross, rising again three days later, so that we could have just the Savior that we need. You know, the book of Mark chapter 1 captures it, I believe, for us. Look at what it says on the overhead. It says, after John had been taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God. That gospel is the simple message that we have all sinned and we are in need of a Savior. And that sin separates us from God. And unless someone takes our place and pays for that sin, we'll be forever separated from God. 
And yet the gospel message tells us that Jesus came to give his life so that sin can be forgiven, life can be restored, that our relationship with God that was broken can be healed and reconciled for all those who turn from sin and give their lives to Christ. Jesus came pronouncing that message, the gospel of God, and saying the time, that Greek word is the, time, is the word uh, kairos. He says, this moment, the time, everything has converged. All that the prophets had said, everything that we knew was coming has now come with the coming of Christ. The time is fulfilled, Jesus says, and the kingdom of God is at hand. What's our response? That we must repent and believe in the gospel. Timeless Christmas. <laughs> this time's going to end, you know that, right? It's going to be January before you know it. You're going to be watching bowl games and you're going to be starting exercise programs and you're going to get memberships to the health club and you're going to be going and exchanging stuff at the store and getting things that you really, really wanted instead of what you got, right? This time is going to end, Kronos. It always does. You know, Kairos moments end. But when we choose to meet God at that intersection when he's at work and whether it's in your hopelessness today and he's given you hope, whether it's in the midst of a challenge or whether it's to follow Christ for the very first time, when we answer God's call in the midst of those Kairos moments, listen, though that window closes and that moment ends, I'm just telling you that when we follow where he leads, though the moment comes to a close, you will forever bear the mark of the change that only Jesus can make when we follow him on his terms. In that sense, this can be a timeless Christmas, one you will always remember, one that can change forever for you if you but give your life to Christ and follow him from this day forward. Let's pray.